Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit for your free audiobook. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the John Appetit Podcast. Back with you once again. I'm Way Burton alongside me, as always, is my lovely wife, Chanel. How are you doing tonight, Chanel? I am here by God's grace. Yes, as are we all. Yes. And we are grateful to have another show in store for you guys this week. Uh, this uh, episode of John Appetit, where you're talking about a place called Alpen Rose. It's Another of Michael Shulson's restaurants. We've talked about a couple of them on the show so far, but we had a chance to go to Alpen Rose a couple of weeks ago. So in our second we segment like of the last show. Week. It was a couple of weeks ago. It was like last week. Well, look at the calendar. That was like last week. It wasn't like last week. Mm-hmm. We got to get a calendar so you can see. It was longer than last No, we week. need a calendar so you can see. I don't need a calendar. It's all up here. I it's all my mentals. I don't trust that. It's all it's all of my mentals. We anyhow, whenever recently we went to Alvin Rose, we'll talk about that. We have a lot of things to talk about, specifically places that used to be other places that are now new places. Those were our main focuses in our first segment of the show on what's new Philly. Probably should call that what's new again this week on the show. And of course, we have plenty of stuff to get to in our upcoming event segment. We have a lot of couple of restaurant weeks coming up that we definitely want to keep on your radar coming up. So a lot of stuff to get to on this edition of John Appetit. But before we do any of that, we want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in and supporting us and spreading the word about the podcast. Again, we truly, truly appreciate your support. Again, for those of you who have listened to most or all of the episodes, thank you guys very much for for listening to us and supporting us. Even if this is your first episode. Thank Thank you. you for tuning in. Again, we appreciate, again, any and all support that we get. Please if you listen to the show and you like your show, tell a friend to tell a friend about it. Tell five people, post it on Facebook, retweet us on Twitter, you know, post anything that you can about the show, whether it's a show link or a link to our blog page or just a link to our iTunes feed or Apple podcast feed. Anything that you could do to help us kind of spread the word about the show. We would truly appreciate uh, the support um, that, that you guys can and have given us uh, for the John Appetit podcast. Because, again, that's how people find the show. And please Wherever you find our, our, our show, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you find it, please leave a leave a review, a thumbs up, a five star, a heart, um, a positive, you know, rating or review. And again, we truly appreciate all that because that's how we kind of bubble up to the top of those search listings. And um, speaking of the search listings, as of a couple of days ago, or a couple of days ago, February twenty second, we were drum roll, please. Number 105 on the Apple Podcast food list. Cool. So we were back in the top 106 uh, <laughs> when it comes to that 105 
you know, with a bullet right there. Hot 200 list. Hot top 200 list. Casey Kasem coming after you. Um, so, yes, we were no, back there. That just aged you so much. Nobody knows me? who that is. People know who Casey Kasem no, is. No, they don't. Okay. Ryan Seacrest. That's what I was going to say. They know Ryan you. Seacrest. Okay. Jeez. Trying to let people know that I, you know, I'm I'm a a wise beyond my years person. No, you're you're within your years. Let people know about that. <laughs> so again, shout out to everybody for tuning in. Thank you guys again. We appreciate all of your support. Please follow us on social media as well: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at John Appetit on each and every platform, and hashtag John Appetit if you want to tag us in your foodie photos, whether you go out to a restaurant or whether you're cooking at home. Because again, we're fans of home chefs as well. So hit us up hashtag John. Appetite. Also, you forgot to post the picture of this jollof rice. I just thought about that. Oh, I do have a picture. Yeah, I do. I do have a picture. I, I will post it. I'll post that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Chanel made some jollof rice um, based off of a recipe we saw on the. We YouTube. talked about it last week. Did we? Last, we did. Yeah, we talked about it on the show. Okay. All right. Well, I that's post what it. made me think of it. I was like, oh, he forgot to post. The I picture. should. I should post it. Um, also, if you like our show, please check out our partner shows. My other show, The Broad Street Line. Uh, again, just search for the Broad Street Line wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you live in Philly, you can listen every Saturday at 10 a.m. on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. Also, check out our friends over at War Room Sports as well. And check out their new podcast, Safe, uh, uh, excuse me, Safe. Sincerity ain't for everybody. Safe Space. They, have, they just dropped episode number five, I believe, just now of Safe Space. So check them out. Safe Space, War Room Sports, the Broad Street Line, uh, Tissue in the Tape. Again, all of our friends over at the War Room Sports Podcast Network. Check them out as well. Also, big shout to Tay Diggs for giving us a follow on Twitter. Again, if you have the CW app, you can watch the latest episode of All American for free, even if you don't have CW. So check that out. All American Season 3 right now on the CW app. Townsend is back, but it's a wine bar. You may remember the name Townsend. It's a restaurant uh, always on the Philly Mag Top 50 list. It was at 1623 East Passyunk. It closed down for a little bit, kind of went under a little retooling, and now it is Townsend Wine Bar. And it officially opened this week as part of East Passyunk Restaurant Week. It's a similar flair as the one from before. Uh, French dishes and a French-focused wine program with options on tap, by the glass, and by the bottle. Uh, the menu, uh, again, focuses on French dishes like broiled oysters, lamb loin, and foie gras mushroom tartine. I'm not even sure what that is, um, but we've we've talked about we've talked in passing, I believe, about Townsend before. Did we ever go to Townsend at all during no. the East Pass? Okay, yeah, I don't know if Townsend <laughs> usually participated in the East Passyunk, uh restaurant weeks or different things they've had in I East Passyunk. I don't recall ever, but it's always there. been Townsend. The original Townsend was always on the top, you know, 50, 20, 30 list of Philly Mag's best restaurants. So there's no official I don't I don't think there's a menu as of yet, right? For Townsend. I did not Townsend find one. Though. I looked for one. I did not find it. Yeah, I don't think there is. Yeah, their official opening again is this week as part of the East Pass Yank Restaurant Week, which we'll talk about now. So which we'll talk about later. But it's a wine bar. So if you were if you're in the East Pass Yank area, you have another option for a wine bar. There's already Barcelona wine bar. Uh, there's a couple of wine spots in East Passyunk, uh, but Townsend Wine Bar is now the the new reincarnation of Townsend. Again, that's it, sixteen twenty three East Passyunk um, in Philadelphia. So definitely want to check that out if you're into French food and a French focused wine program like myself, because you know you know we're big on natural wine. We started a natural wine we, trend. We, yeah. I don't drink natural wine, buddy. 
No, I'm talking about me and the other natural wine drinkers in the city. Oh, the we yeah. uh, is a, a collective. Do you guys mm-hmm. meet up? No, not really. I mean, we have do the, internet. Uh, do, the internet. We don't do, have to meet do you, anymore. Do you guys even know each other? We don't have to meet anymore. It's the, it's the do you, wait, do you even know each other? Wawa is testing out exactly. burgers and other sandwiches. Are you excited we, about this? No. <laughs> Why? I don't want a hamburger from Wawa. Why not? Where are they going to cook it? Well, I was going to say on the grill. <laughs> they don't have grills in Wawa. Well, maybe they will soon. A is half, it a microwave hot dog? A half, dozen, a half dozen Wawa locations are testing out burgers, waffle fries, and breaded chicken sandwiches. Eh. These sandwiches all come on brioche buns, and they're available only after 4 p.m. I think someone correct me if I'm wrong on this. I believe once upon a time there were certain Wawa's that had like flat top grills. Some, not all. I, I'm not familiar with I that. I think this was like a long time ago. I think there were some Wawa's like in the suburbs that had flat top grills. I don't know if that's the case with this. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Question. Answer. The breaded chicken that they put on the salads. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy that? I like it. I do. Would you eat that on a bun? I don't think it works on a bun. So It works what, on a salad. It doesn't work on a bun. So how do they get that? breaded chicken because my whole thought process is they, they're going to take that chicken and put it on bread how do they how do they get that breaded chicken it comes breaded already yes so the burgers will come already cooked see i don't know and then it's a microwave deal i'm well, telling you there's no flat tops in there first of all you get flat tops in there the people who work in there you can't just say hey you you're a cook now <laughs> no, that's not how that works doesn't work like that. Well, the early returns of these Wawa burgers is that, is that they're horrible. Um, it is. Yeah. Because they're micro. I'm telling you, they're microwaving them. Not that microwave burgers can't be good. You like microwave burgers. I do. When do you ever see me eat microwave Never. Exactly. What I'm saying, microwave burgers can be okay. No. They can be okay. No. You get the burgers from Sam's and you put them in the microwave and they're good. I don't get the burgers from Those Sam's and put burgers. them in the microwave. You do. Those are good burgers. Um... Other Wawa's are offering pasta bowls, spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, they have one with ravioli, and they have another one with broccoli alfredo. Again. Those are microwaves. I know that. That's all I was about to say, because I, even, you, I you, don't see a stovetop for boiling. You're not intrigued by any of this? No, I'm not eating any of that. I'm not a big breaded, I mean, other than like, from the big places, mm-hmm. I'm not a big breaded chicken fan. So I don't I don't have any faith in the breaded chicken. These burgers are probably How can you not have faith in breaded chicken? Just you just like, ate breaded chicken. I know, but it's Chick-fil-A. They you know, they they the you know, they're the kings. Yeah, but I mean I, I like the McDonald's one's not good. That well, dollar no, one, that dollar one, one, that dollar one, that dollar one slaps. Yeah, the McChicken one slaps. I ain't gonna <laughs> okay. lie. I ain't gonna lie. All right, well, yeah, other than from the big four. And four from what I remember of the dollar yeah, one. From the, from the, other than the big four, I don't mess with chicken. So yeah. All I know is the Wawa grits are good. All right, the grits are good. The grits are good. They're good. These I love Wawa. A little skeptical. You're gonna try. And it. I'm super. He'll let you guys know. Because again, like I like Royal Farms chicken. I'm not gonna get a Royal Farms chicken sandwich. Why would you do that? That's what I'm saying. So like, but that's not your thing either. No, no. If the, if the chicken weren't so good, I'd probably try the sandwich. But I'm just not gonna bypass chicken for yeah. a sandwich if you're in royal just, farms yeah you're not, I'm not, not get, get the chicken I'm pro- i'll probably never taste the chicken sandwich <laughs> yeah if anybody has tried these wawa sandwiches uh and or pastas let us know they're I not available around here the pasta. they're not available around here you know um, how sometimes when we come home and we stop at wawa and it's late mm-hmm. i can see you getting a pasta i would i would try a pasta 
I don't see you getting a burger. You wouldn't eat a burger that late. But I can see you getting a pasta. No, I would definitely try a pasta. I'll definitely try a pasta. Speaking of pasta, thank you for the segue. Mark Vetri has opened Fiorella in the Italian market. Eighteen, uh, excuse me, eight seventeen Christian Street. Now this used to be an old butcher shop shop called Fiorella Sausage, and now this is the most popular new restaurant in the city, thanks to Mark Vetri. Mark Vetri's Fiorella has give or take fourteen seats around the bar. That's why it's popular. <laughs> Because you have to wait to be seated. They have a couple of two tops, and that's it. So you line up before they open, like an hour before they open, and you go, you put your name on the list, and depending on where you are on the list, you go to a bar, you drink for an hour or two hours and wait. Um, They try to get people in and out in like 30 minutes. That's the goal. But there's like 14 seats plus a couple of two People get on their phones, and then... A lot of people don't recognize there are certain restaurants like r- certain ramen spots when they're doing it the traditional way. Mm-hmm. Stuff like this where it's meant or in places that you go in Europe sometimes yeah. where it's meant that you just sit there, eat and leave. Yeah, get in and out. But people in today's society want to sit there, have whole conversations, right. and get on the phone. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the eat and leave concept. No. This We're is... really good with eat and leave. Yeah. Like we really... we. Like, unless the service is slow, we're typically out of a restaurant, like, in about an hour. An hour. You know. And we don't want to sit there. Yeah, and that's with appetizer and main course. Yeah. Like that's, Plus, Roy eats really fast. Yeah, no. When I, when, I'm, when I go out, I'm hungry. Yeah, he eats really fast. Yeah, but Fiorella, no reservations. Again, they try to get everybody to get an appetizer, get some pasta, get a drink, and leave within a half an hour. So they can kind of turn this restaurant over. Because, again, there ain't that many seats. Um, they have four different antipastis from 12 to $18. Six pastas from seventeen to twenty two dollars, and two desserts. And the menu is basically written on this piece of uh, what's that brown paper? Piece of brown butcher paper. paper, butcher paper. Thank you. They just, they just write the menu on the paper. You know the different pastas and different any pastas they have for the day. It's right there. So you just go in, bam. There's your menu, and you order what you want to order, and they cook it right in front of you. You eat, you bounce. They're open from five p.m. till whenever. Thursdays and Fridays, <laughs> and 4 that. p.m. till whenever, Saturdays and Sundays. So only four days a week. So if you want to get there, go an hour before they open. That's what I was told. Line up, put your name on the list, go get a couple of drinks, hang out in the Italian market, come back. I love it. It's cool stuff. Um, so their menu, some of the stuff that's been on their menu recently, they have fried calamari and something called sayor. I should have looked this up. I have no idea what that is. Spell it. S-A-O-R. Uh, they have a Tonarelli Cacio e Pepe. I know what that is. Uh, Bacala Agnolati in Brodo. They have Ricotta Gnocchi with fried leeks. And Fazoletto, which is the handkerchief pasta um, with an almond pesto. And they also have, as an appetizer, a pork terrine with pickles. So this is Mark Vetri kind of doing some cool stuff with pastas, some cool stuff with any pasta. This is all kind of an of a offshoot of something he did at uh, at Vetri, the uh, the OG Vetri, Vetri Cucina, where you would have like a little pop up pasta thing, oh, and see how it kind of sells out. It's not a food; mm. it's the technique of marinating fried food and vinegar and other ingredients. So fried calamari was fried with that technique. Yeah, it's like what they do, um, mm. like in in Italy, like you know how like you get your calamari and then you. Squeeze like vinegar and lemon, or squeeze lemon, vinegar on it. That's kind of what it is. Okay. All right. So that's just a sample of kind of stuff you get. Again, that's not hard and fast menu. I don't think they have a hard and fast menu at Vetri, and I think it's going to change seasonally anyway. But 
Fiorella, now open 817 Christian Street in South Philly. Again, if anybody goes, please let us know. Please tag us in your photos, John Appetit, um, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Again, another restaurant that used to be something that's now something else. Jane G's used to be the restaurant in 1930. Why did you Chestnut put an S Street. on it? Jane G's. It was called Jane G's. Did it have an S on mm-hmm. it? Jane oh, G's. Okay. Now it is Jane G's Dim Sum House. It's the second location of the Dim Sum House. The original is in University City, but I believe the menus are exactly the same. And they have Cantonese style and Shanghai dim sum served all day. They have also also have another uh, Chinese cuisine, Jian uh, Yang or Jian Nang, Jian Nan. Excuse mm, me. Good luck with cuisine. That. Yeah, I got that. I got that right. Also serving Sichuan specialties. I got Sichuan right. So they're still doing the Sichuan. They are doing the Sichuan stuff. Yes, okay. they still have the dry pot, uh, the dry pepper chicken. Double what about the dry, fish. dry pepper fish was the, the bomb there. Yeah, they still have that okay. and the chicken. You pick your protein, but you get dry pepper chicken. Which again, we're fans of. We've had that quite a bit. You've yeah. had it a lot. Oh, I've had Jane G's a lot from Jane G's. Mm-hmm. They, but they also have crab and pork soup dumplings, pan fried soup dumplings. Do we know if they still have the wontons and chili oil? You got to look at the menu. It's a pretty big. I menu. can't get to the me- oh the PDF. Ah. Ah. I kept getting the pictures. They have uh, again. They have Chinese uh, staples as well. Um, you know, fried rice, lo mein, the Chinese staples that you that most people are familiar with. Lo mein, fried rice, stuff like that. They also have that Hainan chicken. It's that pale looking chicken. I'm not a fan of. No, I'm not but a fan. they have that. But it's a really big menu. Again, Sichuan, Jiannang cuisine. I'm gonna put, <laughs> Someone I'm help so him good. with the pronunciation. J I A. Listen, J I A N G. Oh, they have Nang. extra spicy soup dumplings. Extra spicy. They have a bunch of soup dumplings. Cantonese style and And Shanghai they still food. have the chili oil wonton. There you go. So, again, this was. They, they've redesigned, they've redone, redesigned the old Jane G's. Again, Jane G's Dim Sum House, 1930 Chestnut Street. Uh, we've never been to the one in old University City. So, no, but we um, tasted that, that at an event once. Yeah, so they're now at 1930 Chestnut Street. And finally, KFC is rolling out. They have rolled out, excuse me, out there now. Fried chicken and donuts. <laughs> That's just... That's like when they did the double stack. Is that what it was called? The heart attack sandwich? Double down. Double down. Double down. Yeah. It's just it's just unhealthiness for no reason. So there's a boneless fried chicken patty, and there's a donut on top of it, and a donut on the bottom, on the bottom of it. A whole donut. Yeah, they don't like, even take a donut and split. No, it's not. No, it's like the Luther. They give you like it's straight like up thing. two whole donuts. Yeah, two whole donuts. Um <sighs> Or Don't get me wrong. If you like chicken and waffles, you'll probably like this. It's probably really, really good. But you probably shouldn't get it from KFC. Yeah, there's better ways to do this. Um, you could also get ch- a basket with chicken tenders. with Well, a basket with either tenders or bone-in chicken. And they'll throw in a couple donuts. Like federal donut does. Yeah. But they, they're the glazed donuts. They're not the, they're not the cakey donuts. <sighs> yeah. The glazed Krispy Kreme I, style. <laughs> Only available through March 16th. So if you want to do this, you got to go within the next few weeks. Unless it's really popular and then they'll keep it up. Yeah. Which they, I don't trust I them. Can't, I can't. I don't They've trust had a them. lot of stuff that hasn't been like the no, Nashville like chicken. No, like when they did the Nashville chicken. Which was like, horrible. It was so disgusting. Yeah. Like in the concept, because I'm thinking of this in terms of a different fried chicken. If they put it with a donut, I don't, I still don't want it. No. Because even when I do chicken and waffles, I don't really make it sweet. 
Yeah, chicken and waffles really shouldn't be that sweet. Like the waffle yeah, shouldn't like, be that sweet. It shouldn't be that sweet. Like a cheddar waffle is good with it, and you put a little bit of sweet, but not. And I just imagine these glazed donuts with all this sugar with this chicken on it, and just yeah, it actually makes my stomach hurt. Yeah, it doesn't sound appealing. It doesn't like. Usually we try things here for the culture. I I'm have not trying. No that. desire to try it's, this. I've never eaten a double down. Yeah. Is that what it was? Double down. I tasted a bite of um, hot chicken. Mm-hmm. You know, the things we do for you guys, man, <laughs> that was disgusting. That was not good. I'm not the biggest fan of new KFC. KFC Bring back the chicken little man, the real one. They're not coming back. They're not the coming. real chicken little from 19 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they're not coming back. The real ones, not those not those coming. ones that you put on dinner rolls and call it chicken <laughs> your little. seated dinner rolls. Your, your little seated With dinner like rolls. Or whatever that is. You ain't fooling no one. We know that's not a chicken little. No, the OGs. But they're not coming back. So uh-huh. enjoy your fried chicken and donut sandwiches from KFC. All right, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to talk about some actual good food. Had a chance to check out Alpen Rose recently, and we'll tell you about that on the other side. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Welcome back. Segment number two of the show. This is our What's Good Philly segment. What's good this week is Alpen Rose. This is a Michael Schulson restaurant at uh, 116 South 13th Street in Midtown Village. Now, Michael Schulson, again, is a very famous chef, at least around here, um, has a what he calls a Schulson Collective of restaurants that include a number of great restaurants that we've talked about on this podcast. Double Knot and Sampan are probably the two that we're the most familiar with. But he also is the chef of Ezekiah, Giuseppe and Son, Tarpon Crown, Via Locusta. Probably a couple of them I'm not even mentioning. But Michael Shelson restaurants, by and large, are very good. We were huge fans of yes. Double Knot. Huge fans of Sampan. Yes. And we we're also fans of Alpen Rose. Um, I had a chance to check that out. Tell the people what happens when you go to Alpen Rose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were like so like. I was like, like, what the heck's going on? Because I did not, I will admit, I did not research prior to going. Come on, man. I simply showed up. <laughs> so Roy has a, he, he's a gentleman, so he opens doors for me and allows me to walk first. So, you know, it's winter in Philly, so you know they have those cage doors, I like to call them, out to prevent the restaurants from getting all cold and stuff. So when I go, I, we go in to the cage <laughs> and I attempt to open the door at Alpen Rose and it's locked. And I look at Roy and I say, um, what time is our reservation? Because this place is closed. <laughs> and Roy's like, but ring the bell. And I'm like, what bell? And then I see a doorbell. I ring the doorbell and a pretty lady opens the <laughs> Not the door. There's like, a panel in the door. The panel in the door and looks out. And I'm like, we have a reservation, Roy Burton. And oh, okay. And she opens the door and lets us in. So first impression, super different. 
kind of cool, like a supper club, like, do you belong here kind of deal. I enjoyed that. It was kind of cool. Yeah, just before you, so there's a, so the door, there's a big wooden door, and there's a there's a picture of a rose next to the door. So that's how you know, there's, there's no sign, it's just Alpen Rose. It's a picture of a rose, and that's the door. And so, because Chanel walked past it when we first got there, because again, it had the little winter cage, but it was like a, basically a nondescript. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was the restaurant. Yeah. Rose, like it's right here. I'm like, where? Yeah, and so yeah, so then then you you know you ring the bell and yeah, you kind of walk in and like Chanel says, it's kind of like a supper club speakeasy kind of deal. It's like only the only the people who know who know the password can kind of get into this kind of place. Yeah. That kind of a feel. It, it gives you that kind of vibe. Yeah, that kind of vibe. Very old school when you go in. It was mm-hmm. super cool looking in there. It's a small restaurant. How many seats? About forty. Um, so very intimate, just, it's a cool looking spot. I enjoyed it. I was like, this is like stepping back in time. Yeah. You said it kind of looked like a train. And it kind of like the way the roof, uh, was shaped, was shaped as if we were on like a train. Very, just a really cool thing. Um, I don't know why it's hard for me to describe what it looked like with the bar being off to the corner. Like I just, I don't know. I felt like I was like in some movie that I had seen um, being in this restaurant. It was really cool to look yeah, at. Yeah, cool, it's a cool spot. Like, again, a perfect special occasion, date spot, birthday spot. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if you have a something that you want to celebrate. And you really like somebody. And you really like somebody. This is the type of spot. Like, this is this is a spot that will impress pretty much anybody. Anybody. Like yeah. If someone comes, goes in here and they're not impressed... They feel gazing. They're, they're, it, it's an impossible person to impress. Yeah, yeah you can't. For, and it doesn't matter the age either. Right. Like, everybody goes in here. Unless you're just, like, you're a just, snob. Yeah. Like, a snobby person. Right, right. It's very um, cool. No, it's, very, it's an impressive restaurant. It's not big, so I wouldn't recommend large groups or anything like no, that. No, Um, Because it is intimate in there. But it's, a like, a date or a double date, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like something like that. Very impressive. Very impressive. Um, but again, Alpen Rose is a steakhouse and steak is the thing. Like steak is what they focus on. Old right? school Old steak. Old school steakhouse. Like this is just like, you know, if you want to get steak and again, not like the, the newer steakhouses that kind of like throw 8,000 things at you on the menu and seven different kinds of crab cakes or no, this is steak. And there's some other things on the menu as well. Yeah, some lovely, lovely appetites. Yeah, there's some other things on the menu as well. This and there's a, a nice house. variety. So when we yeah. say steak, it's not like you eat steak or you go. No, no it's no, no. not like that. This is a just a, if you like steak houses and you like steak, this is a place to come. Yeah, so we have, Chanel mentioned the appetizers. There's cold and hot appetizers. There's uh, there's vegetables or sides that kind of go along with your steak. And there's steaks. All right, let's, let's just kind of steaks, chops. and of course, and there's chops, and there's, there's seafood and things like yeah. that. Um, but the cold and hot appetizers, again, this is one of those deals where it's like, there's a lot of things that we like to order. We can't order everything, but like if we went back, we might order different stuff. Because every these were so good that it made you so curious about what the other things that you wanted to get were, but you knew you wouldn't be able to eat Yeah, because they have everything. like... Like, the stuff we didn't get was, like, the bone marrow toast with the beef cheek. The smoked bacon. Yeah, I mean, like, like, these are definitely things when we go back we have to get. Yeah, like, these are, there's some good-looking things yeah. on, this, on this appetizer menu. But, like I said, we had the cold. There's cold and hot appetizers, steaks, chops, fish, and vegetables and stuff like that. So, for the appetizers we did get, we wound up getting the uh, the prawns. Uh, they have prawns with, with sherry. Butter and the, garlic. 
cherry butter and garlic, the Parker House rolls, and what am I, what am I missing? The octopus, man. The octopus, that's right. With the, the fingerling potatoes. Yeah, and the octopus. Um, to, to, to start with the octopus, tell people about that. <laughs> this octopus. First of all, it was tender. It was the, and I'm not, you know, I'm not just saying this. It's not just, I don't just say things to say it. I eat octopus. We've established that on this. I've had octopus in Spain. I, I, this was literally the best octopus dish I've ever tasted. Ever. And usually if octopus is on the menu, I will order it. So that, to give you some insight to how much octopus I eat. This was fantastic. It was octopus that had fingerling potatoes in there with sumac and something they called a lemon confit. <sighs> It was so I could have eaten two to three plates of that and been okay because I hadn't tasted anything else yet. Mm -hmm. So if you had given that to me and that was the only thing I had ordered in this restaurant, I would have walked away impressed by the look of everything and satisfied with my meal. It was that good. It was tender, had the right amount of lemon, right amount of seasoning. It just it was perfect. It was perfect. It was super tender. Like. Every time I see octopus, I just think chewy. This is all chewy and rubbery and, you know. Like and have you ever had chewy huge octopus? Huge pieces of, just huge, not good octopus. <laughs> but the way the waiter was like, our waiter was like, I don't even like octopus. This might be my favorite appetizer. And I'm like, fam, like, all right. Like, that's an, like I know you're in the business to sell us these things, but that seemed like a genuine response to the question about the octopus. So I had to try it. That, that, that octopus was fantastic. Like, it was like, I could have eaten more. Like, I only ate a little bit, but I could have eaten more of that. Like, it was really good. It was, it was really I don't think I would have let you have more. I don't even like, <laughs> I, like, I don't even like octopus. That was fantastic. Like, again, it was, like you said, it was perfectly cooked, perfectly tender. Tender. It was fantastic. Um, but those those rolls, those Parker, I got to talk about these rolls. Cause these might be my fa- this might be my favorite bread in the city. That roll, because they have the, the little Parker House rolls in these little tin, not the tins, the uh, cast iron pans. Yes. Um, and they bake it in the pan, and the pans that comes out super hot, and they give you this, like, this salted butter that goes with that. And again, these are more or less now the standard steakhouse rolls, but these are, again, these had everything spice on them. So it had the like the everything bagel spice on these rolls, and then you just put it, dip it in the butter. Just, I mean, it's probably a good accoutrement to some of these other things, but I just ate the bread by itself because it was fantastic. But those prawns, though, man, with the sherry, yeah, they were very good. Like, so they were they were cooked on the grill, head they were on the grill, head on prawns, big, big, nice, nice size prawns, um, and it came with a shot of sherry. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to dip the prawns head on in the sherry. You know, eat the prawns. And then drink the head. Yeah, drink the shot of sherry when you're done, which I did, which Which, is very good. It was very tasty. It was very tasty. Um, They weren't the hearthside prawns, but they were pretty close. Yeah, hearthside hearthside in Collingswood has the has the greatest prawns in the history of life. They do (laughs) ever. In but America. these these were <laughs> these America. were super close. These are really good. Super close. Yeah, these are very good. If you like prawns, if you're a prawn like a grill, anytime you grill prawns and put them, put it butter and garlic on them, like you can't go wrong. If you overcook them, it's can. hard. It's hard to mess that up. No, you can at over, a good restaurant, you, you can overcook them. Good restaurants yeah. don't mess it up. We've just not had them overcooked. Good restaurants don't mess it up. But we're not here for that. We are here for the steaks. Mm-hmm. And again, they had a bunch of different steaks. Chanel mentioned they have. Bone-in ribeye, bone, boneless ribeye, bone-in strip, New York strip, boneless New York strip. 
They have a porterhouse, um, 32-ounce porterhouse, and a 45-ounce tomahawk. And all those steaks are aged about 30 days, they said, um, for like the right, you know, right amount of aging. They had a, one on special that was like, it was like 55 days or something, he said. Yeah. Some crazy amount. Yeah, so something whatever. we weren't going to try. Yeah, something we weren't We're not try. down with the uh, with the funky meat. Yeah, like some 55-day yeah. aged. One day, maybe. You get like 60-ounce steak yeah. for like $190. I was like, But no, today, nah. Not, not, not doing nah, that. So, so we did the, oh, by the way, these steaks are from Pat LaFrida Beef. Which is Can't the go York, wrong with that. Which is the uh, New York uh, beef. Um heaven <laughs> exactly there are videos out there you can watch yeah, Pat LaFrida beef. so many restaurants yeah. so many uh upper whatever restaurants use Pat yeah, emmy square, emmy square uses uses Pat for LaFrida one of the beef. best burgers ever the one in new york i haven't tried the one in philly so i can't vouch for it but yeah but Pat LaFrida beef is legit you can yeah. order Pat LaFrida beef for your home so if you want some of the best beef you will ever have, yes. just go to Pat LaFrida. again we, this ain't a paid no we, we, they're not be. paying yeah they need to pay us <laughs> But Pat LaFrida beef is amazing. That's where they get their beef from here. From here, They age it themselves, though. They age the beef themselves oh, okay. uh, at uh, Shulson headquarters. Um, but these are steaks, and they're just grilled on an open flame. And you see the flame. Like, the flame is right behind, it's like right next to the, that dining room. You can, like, look through the glass, and you see the grill where they're grilling your steaks. Um, so Chanel got the, of course, the bone-in steaks. Bone-in ribeye. Yeah, the bone-in steaks have the most flavor. So you got, Chanel got the bone-in ribeye. I wanted to be different, although I wanted a ribeye. I got the bone in New York Strip. Um, these these steaks, they had the just the perfect amount of char, just like right, like nice. Like you can tell they were on a grill, but they weren't char, like super char. There was no burnt right. flavor to them. They did not have a, a burnt flavor. Right. They had a nice char. A lot of times when you get a grilled steak, it can have that that bitter burnt yeah. flavor. No bitter burntness to these. Mm. First of all, they were perfectly seasoned with yeah. salt and pepper. I assume maybe they had. I don't know. I, I just know that that meat was good. It melted. Like I always used to say, what do you mean by the? You, you can cut it. It's like melty beef or like, oh, it's so tender. And then I ate this steak. This is one of the first steaks that I've eaten that I didn't like struggle with the cut on well, it. So I was, now that I think about it, it didn't really no, there was no, it there was it. yeah the like it just it was so good. It was really really fantastic, like to the point where this is a pricey place, but it's like the next you know special dinner or whatever. I kind of want to go back. No, I hear you. Yeah, we went for Valentine's Day just so everyone yeah. knows the context of this. And again, it's a special occasion kind of thing. But it's like one of those places where it's like, wow, like I, I had this thought. It was funny. Before you walked in, I had this thought when I was putting my notes together. I said, you know what? I was like, if I was like, I don't say, if I was like, you know, rich, like rich, mm-hmm. rich, this is a place I probably go once a month. Yeah. Like if I, if I had, he's like, you know what? If I was rich and like, I would go out to eat a lot or whatever, this is a place that would be in my regular rotation. In my rotation. Like, Definitely. That's what I, that's, I would that's have the thought to, I This would be the place that I would have to go to every yeah. month. They would actually get to know me. Yeah. Cause like they, like everything here and we'll talk about the other stuff, but everything here was spot on. Like everything was just like, a, just a spot on. Like, like, you know, she said the steaks, perfect amount of crust, nice, you know, nice aged flavor, juicy steaks. You know, you weren't chewing, you weren't having problems chewing, you weren't having problems cutting the steak or whatever like that. And then the sides with the steaks as well, again, were were amazing. And I say we couldn't even finish the sides because the steaks were huge. But like the cream spinach and the mashed potatoes, oh my goodness, like these are fabulous. (laughs) And to go back to the steak, because I'm like having flashbacks, just the fact that you could taste the beef of it, like Mm -hmm. 
the seasoning, it was like they got the seasoning dead on. Yeah. To the point where it didn't overpower what the steak is supposed to taste like. Right. It just was. I, I can't get over how fantastic that steak was. And the thing about the steak, this is how good, again, for those of you who have listened to a lot of these shows or who know Chanel a lot, this is how good the steak was. She tasted a piece of my steak and she thought it was almost on par with her steak. I had the strip and she had the ribeye and she's a straight ribeye I'm a ribeye. I, I, I think it's just a superior. Like, but she had a piece flavor. of the strip and she's like, man, this is pretty good. Like, yeah. this might be better than mine. <laughs> like, this is really good. Like, that again, that's just a testament to how good these steaks were. These were really high quality cuts of beef. I mean, they were just fantastic. Um, and then the cream spinach, which people rave about, excellent, excellent spinach. Now again, nice portion of spinach. Um, and the mashed potatoes, you were, you were oh, a fan I of thought the mashed, mashed potatoes were were fantastic. Yeah, these were. Really I could have eaten a whole uh, portion of those by myself these if I didn't have a whole steak, which I actually finished. Yes, which I usually don't. You usually don't. Usually but I did not want it was one of those things where it was like I didn't want to have to come home and heat it up because right. I didn't want to destroy right. the the perfection that we had in the restaurant. I was like, yeah. no, I have to eat this now because if I take it home and I heat it up, I'm going to destroy this. Yeah. Like we didn't quite finish the size, but we did finish those steaks. Those steaks were fantastic. I think maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe even the maybe the most fantastic thing we had were those drinks. Yes, <laughs> that oh wow! So those, we those ordered, cocktails, yeah. man. So shout out to the cocktail bar, but the what's it what about the bartender? The, the bartender. bartender. Shout out to the bartender or whatever, whoever whoever crafted those drinks at uh, Alpen Rose. You, sir or madam. You deserve a raise. You deserve <laughs> all the applause, my all the goodness, awards. My goodness, man. Like you, We had three different kinds of drinks. So we had, they, their drinks are numbered. So we had something called the number three. Yes. Uh, which is a Reposado Tequila, Averna, whatever that is, Lemon, and Smoked Maple. Mm-hmm. That was your favorite, right? That was my absolute favorite. That was the one you went head over heels. That's the one where it's like, yo, I want more of this. So we also had what's called the number seventy six, yes. um, the vodka rose, uh, rose, uh, cokey rosa, lemon and cava rosat. That was the first drink. That That's you the had. first drink. Very tasty. Right. Very Super tasty. good. And then we had the number one twelve, where the players dwell: gin, white port, citrus, honey, and green chartreuse. That was your favorite. That was my favorite. That was the one that I, that that I ordered. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. And then. You thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then, so you ordered it the second time. time then I ordered right. three. And then you chased it to my three. He's like, oh, yeah, switch. Yeah, you Not three drinks. He ordered yeah. the, number the number three. three. Yeah. And then I tasted his number three. And he preferred his number 112. Right. And I oh, preferred, the number three was good. I preferred the number three. That number three, I want to go back just to have two number threes. That smoke, the smoke, that smoke maple, that smokiness. Oh, that oh, drink, man. I, it's like I wish I could recreate that at my house. Yeah, like these, these are fantastic. I yes. mean, these you fantastic. have you have <laughs> to get drinks when you're there. I don't. Can you just? I assume you could just go and sit at the bar and have drinks. People were sitting at the bar, but I don't know if like how would you get in if you didn't have a reservation? Yes, I'm, saying, I'm not sure. If, do you need to make a reservation for the bar? Because re- I mean, I, I would. <laughs> like, yeah, I would I sit at the bar and just get a couple drinks. And Maybe the people sitting at the bar were just like single de- single diners. I don't. Did they eat? I, 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 I saw a to go bag with a, okay, a person, right. so I assume they were. So maybe, eating. so maybe they just want to sit at the bar. Okay, that's fine. 
No, it's like because like I like because it might be a, might be a time where I just want to go to the bar and sit down and. Drink There's never 12. not going to be a, no. That's not going to work for me because I'll go in to just drink, but then you, I have to get the octopus dish. Octopus dish. Yeah. Yeah. No, no these drinks are. Fabulous. <laughs> that number three, man. Mixologist. That's what that word I was looking oh, for. Oh, mixologist. Yes. I don't see because it's not. It's elevated. It's more than a bar. It's a mixologist. So the, whoever the mixologist is at Alpen Rose, you, sir or madam, you deserve a, a hefty raise. Now you did. You did the thing as normal as yes. per usual. We per didn't usual. get. Uh, we didn't get dessert. Uh, we we just had meal. too much food and drink. We didn't finish our meal. Yeah. Um. I will say. Do need to say the service was exceptional. Oh wow! Exceptional. We had a fantastic waiter. Fantastic, fantastic. waiter. One of the best. Everybody was super polite. They refilled the water. Uh, he gave waiter gave a bunch of suggestions. Every, you know, multiple people thanked us for coming. When I was leaving, mm-hmm. right when I was leaving, so I was getting, I stood up to leave, and I was like kind of standing out the way so like another waiter could take something to the table behind me. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of standing out the way, and then the waiter went past me, and he said, "I was like, sir, just stand right there for a minute. I'll pick that up for you." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" I just dropped like this random tissue. <laughs> this was on the floor. Like I was just trying to get out of his way and I dropped the tissue. And he's like, I'll get it. He was gonna, he was going to come back and just pick up this random tissue that not even our waiter. It was like a different waiter. He was gonna come up and pick up this random tissue that I had dropped on the floor, you know, when I got out of his way. I was like, dude, like, I mean it's, it's like it's my tissue, I'll get it. Like it's fine. Yeah. Like it was just like that's the kind of like service. It's like, oh he's not even our waiter, but he's going like above and beyond the, you know, the call of duty to kind of pick up random tissues, you know, from, yeah. from the no, floor. They were fantastic. They were on it. we didn't have to wait for anything. I'm no. like it, it, we didn't have to ask for anything. It just no. they were there. They were right there. there. Bam. Yeah. Appreciated that. Yeah, so Alp and Rose is a very, very good restaurant. Highly, it, highly recommend. They got three stars out of four from Philly Mag or Fubus, uh, the Philly Mag uh, review site. They got three bells out of four from Craig LeBand. I understand why. I mean, it's an excellent restaurant. It's again, it's a very, it's one of the best. It's one of the best steakhouses in Philadelphia. One yes. of the best restaurants in Philadelphia. I'm, I think I can I'm, say I'm, that. I'm going on the limb with you and saying that. Yeah, I think I can. For it say to be that. new like this, they came yeah. out swinging, man. Yeah, no, this is a, this is yeah, because it hasn't been open that long. Um, not even six months, I don't think. Um, it, it's a fantastic, fantastic place. Um, so again, special occasion, you know, birthday. Yeah, it's you know, pricey, but yeah, birthday. It's you know, definitely worth job. It promotion or whatever like that this is a very cool it's a very cool spot or simply i love you so much yeah you know all that good stuff um yeah it's a cool spot so alpen rose again in mid midtown village 116 south 13th street very cool stuff but again any any restaurant like on that row (laughs) that's just if you live in that neighborhood you are a lucky duck yeah like you you go next door you go to double knot you go next door to sandpan there's graffiti bars like right there like you're a lucky duck living around there you're good like you're good right there and don't do what i did ring the bell (laughs) gotta ring the bell gotta ring that bell brother all right really quick off the menu sadly and i mean sadly i'm here to report that mcdonald's is sold out of the thing that we all wanted. What? I know people have heard about the six pack of candles McDonald's was selling. No. That was inspired by the quarter pounder. What? They had six candles. It was a six pack of candles inspired by the quarter pounder. What? In the shape they of were, a No, quarter? they were scented like the ingredients in a quarter pounder. What does a quarter pounder smell like? Think of the ingredients in a quarter pounder. 
What? How do you make a? How would you make a quarter pounder? Quarter pounder is um, a quarter pound of beef. Okay, so there was a, a candle. A candle that smelled like beef. Cheese. Candle that smelled like cheese. Ketchup. Ketchup. Onions. Onions. Pickles. Pickles. Mustard. No mustard. Ketchup, onion, pickles, cheese, sesame seeds. Well, the bun. Yes. Yes. There was a scented candle pack McDonald's was selling. That's weird. That sold out almost instantly. People want their house to smell like pickles and onions <laughs> and bread. They said burn them all together for maximum deliciousness. Why would you want your house to smell like a the quarter, quarter pounder? Pounder. quarter pounder smells pretty good. There's other things that people are selling now. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow and oh, we're uh, not go, we're gonna go there. I'm, no, we're not gonna go there. We're not gonna. And Erica Badu. Okay, if you're an adult. Look it up. So I believe anything now. Yeah. I believe people will sell anything. Oh, Gwyneth in that too. Gwyneth did yeah, it all too. Yeah, she did it too. Oh, come on. She did it too. Come on, come on. She did Pepper it first. Potts. I feel like she did it. first. Come on, Pepper Potts. I feel like she did it first, yeah. and then the other one followed. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, B. I'm not down with that. A cheese candle. Yeah, why would you want a candle that smells a beef, like cheese? A beef candle, we can talk. No, that's like the chicken log. <laughs> like, no, chicken's fine. Chicken no, beef. I don't want my house to smell like food. That is, you know that. That is my number one thing when I cook to not have my house I know, smell but like. The pickle food. candle sounds blech. No, sounds disgusting. Moving on. This is disgusting. moving on. Moving on. Anyhow, they're sold out. When they come back, we will let you know here. If you no, know we when won't. they come, we back. don't want your house to smell if like you, food. If you know when they come back, please, Joan Appetite at gmail.com. All right, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we have some upcoming events to tell you about and some invites for Sunday dinner. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Welcome back. Segment number three of the show. We have a couple of events to tell you about. As of right now, we're in the midst of East Pass Young Restaurant Week. Began on February 24th. It runs through March 6th. 25 different restaurants are offering three-course lunch and dinner menus at price points of $15, $25, and $35. A lot of restaurants that we've discussed on this podcast are part of East Pass Young Restaurant Week, including Bing Bing Dim Sum. Uh, Cantina Los Cabralitos, Red Crest Fried Chicken, Laver 2, Perla, and River Toys. There's a lot more as well. For more information on that, check out eastpassionrestaurantweek.com. Speaking of restaurant weeks, Atlantic City is having one in a couple of weeks, beginning on March 8th and running through March the 13th. There are set lunch menus, uh, two-course lunch menus for $15.20, and set dinner menus, three courses, for $35.20. Participating restaurants include Izakaya, which we just mentioned as part of the Michael Shelson Collective, Doc's Oyster House, Gordon Ramsay Steak, Budokan, Angeline by Michael Simon, Cooper Libre, Amada, and more. Again, for more information on that, check out acrestaurantweek.com. It's time now for our Sunday dinner segment. The portion of the show where we hand out invitations to our home for Sunday dinner to people based on something they've done over the past week or so. Sometimes it's something good. Other times it's something bad. It's always something noteworthy, or at least noteworthy to us. A little bit of a break from talking about food for the entire podcast. Neither one of ours involves food this week. I'll let you go first. So I'm just going to say that my Sunday dinner invite goes out to Deontay Wilder. Bronze Bomber. 
Um, and not because he did anything great or anything like that. It's just, I have to ask him hmm. what it was like to get beaten by a vampire. <laughs> you're saying Tyson Fury's a vampire? <laughs> he licked his blood. Did no one see that? Oh, we saw it. That's problematic. Do you know how disgusting that is? That's your biggest problem with that? That he what, what happened? That he licked. He his lost blood? to a dude who used to weigh four hundred pounds. Well, obviously the other dude wanted it more. He was more in shape and more prepared for it. So he came in dressed like the Black Panther, which he, he, he then he blamed his costume for the reason why he had weak legs. You came in on Black History he's Month. He's always had his legs are. He's very got bony. Small. He's got bony legs, like, and he costume, has the boniest legs. And that costume was forty pounds allegedly. And he said that costume weighed him down and gave him weak legs. No. Well, first what, of all, what gave him weak skills? Like, first of all, train your legs, my homie. Like, yeah, train he's your, got like, little legs. Like, you got like, and I say this in the in the utmost, you know, like I, I don't want any smoke. I'm just saying, Deontay Wilder, if you had leg day a couple times, you could win all your matches. Um, and maybe <laughs> if he had like boxing technique. I keep. I had this conversation at the barber shop, and I, and someone on on Twitter said it. If either one of these dudes fought like a prime Lennox Lewis, they would get smoked. These like, these guys aren't technical. They just fight. And Deontay Wilder just swings. Like, there's no technical boxing. They're no, just and he, Deontay Wilder is the equivalent of, I don't do homework, but somehow I pass all my tests. Yeah, like, I get B pluses on all my tests. Or, yeah. or A minuses. I just show, like, I pay enough attention in class yeah. that I can show up on test day and do yeah. good. That's him. Yeah. And then he came up against the test where it was accumulation of all, like the final. Right. And he was like, oh, I don't remember stuff don't from remember the beginning. Everything, right? From the <laughs> yeah. beginning of the year. Right. And bam. That's what he, that's all I kept thinking was. He, he's like a person who they don't do their homework, but they can go in and pass the test. And that's the thing. I mean, I mean, Deontay Wilder. I mean, I don't want to take anything from him. He was undefeated. Yeah. Um. You know, he had defended his title ten times. I mean, like I think dude, he. I think he thought um that Tyson Fury was out of shape enough that he'd be able to catch him. Right. And and but again, like you but saw. But if if I'm sorry, if you're Tyson Fury, don't you know that that's his strategy? You know right. what I mean? Don't we all know at this point that that's his strategy to just to try to catch you with one of those? Just, right. To try to catch you with one of those haymakers. And again, you like the first fight was a draw. Like you should know, it's like yo, man, yeah. like this dude. Because I'm sure, like I'm sure in that first fight, like Deontay Wilder severely underestimated the Tyson Fury. Yeah, got caught in a draw and probably should have said, oh, okay, like this dude's legit. Like this dude's a this dude's a, you know he's a classic fighter. He's not just a, just a brawler. So is he? Uh, is Tyson Fury Romany? Yes. So you know that they do bare knuckle fights, mm-hmm. like yeah. Oh no, Tyson Fury hit. He hit dudes. He's, he's but he, no, not the fact that he hit dudes. The fact that he's used to being hit. hit. Yeah. Oh no, he's undefeated with I mean, bare knuckle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure he used to fight that way. Like, yeah. did Deontay not think about that? That's what I'm after, saying. Especially after the first, the first fight, fight when he was severely out of shape. Right. right. He was severely out of shape, and you didn't really, you know, exactly. So now, fast forward, he's getting himself together. He's you know. No, but I was saying he came in heavier. Um, like Fury came in, was it 20 pounds heavier? He came in like 271 or 270 something. He was like 20 pounds heavier than he was in the first fight. You're like, fam, it's like, for, first of all, you should have had leg day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his legs are so small. Yeah, like, but it's like, fam, it's like, like this dude gave you trouble after being after being out of boxing for like years. He came yeah, back in. He just came out and, and you couldn't put him, you couldn't, couldn't put him, put him down. away because he just, like, like, he eats punches. Because bare knuckle fighting yeah 
So, I mean, look, they're going to fight. Like, they already had a trilogy clause already baked in this. So okay, gonna okay. So gonna you fight. know, there were people saying that um, that Deontay, like, threw this on purpose. I don't think they have ever seen him fight before, maybe. And don't realize uh-huh. that he's not a technical boxer. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know can't if he, really win I mean, he rounds. got knocked down multiple times. I mean, yeah, like, I saw, <laughs> I saw a freeze this, frame. This, this, he he got he got handled. And I his saw. corner, his corner threw the towel in. Like he didn't want to quit, although that was the right move. I mean, he was he was losing. He lost every round, every card. So what was the, <laughs> what would be the point? So you weren't gonna clearly weren't going to knock this. Yeah, out. like like under normal circumstances, there wouldn't be a, a third fight, but it was already part of the clause. Oh, so okay. it'll happen this summer. Um, he should wait a year. No, because because you got to you got to settle. Like at some point. So at this point, Tyson Fury is the champ or whatever. So Tyson Fury has always been the what they call it in I boxing. Hate, I hate. Yeah, go ahead. I hate. Okay, this. so he's always been the quote unquote lineal heavyweight yeah. champion. So he's always like from the beginning of boxing till now, mm-hmm. he's the guy who beat the guy who beat the guy. Okay. So he's been the. But then when he when he left. He gave up a bunch of the belts, okay. well, all his belts, really. Okay. And so Anthony Joshua got most of the belts, and he was going to be got the other belts. My next thought, right? So of, oh, now he got beat, right? In his last fight, he got well, no, he got beat by that Ruiz guy, I right? His last name. But then he beat him in the rematch. Oh, the, so was, I, how come I didn't hear about a rematch? Nobody, nobody cared. cared. <laughs> nobody um, cared. <laughs> so at this point, does Anthony Joshua fight Tyson Fury? So after Fury fights Wilder, mm-hmm. the two of them are going to fight. I imagine. Wait again. Well, Fury and Fury and so, Joshua. Wait, so after Fury fights Wilder, Wilder. again, uh-huh. but what if Wilder wins? Then well, the winner of this fight is going to fight Anthony Joshua. But is Anthony going to fight them? Because he's been running from Wilder. Correct. So Has, is he going to fight Wilder? I don't know. Maybe he thinks he can beat him now. Maybe now that he's seen because he's seen him, he's yeah, seen him yeah, lose him. and draw. Yeah. But why would he be afraid of him? He's a better technical boxer. But has he yeah, ever that, been that hit? Power, I would say that power is. Yeah. I mean, he got hit by that. He got hit by that. Oh dude. yeah, he got hit by Ruiz. So. Whom's to say? Heavyweight boxing is so awful. It is awful. That's the thing. It's like these are the only boxers that are yeah. of note. Boxing of note. in general right oh, now. Heavyweight boxers of note. Yeah, but boxing in general right now is boring. It's not a lot of it's not a lot of guys coming up. No, and then some the ones that are coming up I don't care for. Not a lot of guys coming up. Part of the problem, and I don't want to get too deep in this, mm-hmm. we'll get off of this. Part of the problem, and I understand, but part of the problem is that you don't see boxing anymore. Because HBO doesn't have boxing anymore, and it's hard to find the next guy because they're not on TV like they used to be. Yeah, but Showtime has boxing, don't they? Not, it's rare. Oh. It's mm. rare. Mm. Yeah. So. Oh well. It's sad. All yeah. Right. A barbaric sport is almost over. Yes. Don't. I'm not front. I like boxing. The sweet I'm, I'm sure the, those of you listening can tell. I actually do like boxing. And if you want to at me, go ahead. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. No, people don't like boxing. People love UFC. If you don't, if you don't like well, boxing. I don't you like UFC. I like, think that's barbaric. If you, like, if, you, if you don't like boxing and love UFC, then you got, we got problems. Yeah. Like, I do not UFC's like crazy. UFC. UFC is the equivalent of street fighting. Yeah. Like, no. I'm not a fan of that. I can't even watch that. UFC's crazy. All right. My Sunday dinner goes out to you, America. You. What? You did me proud. What, I what did America it. do? I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And I knew it was going to take a couple of weeks because you got to sort through all the mess. But I knew it. What did America I do? I knew when I sat down on my couch and I watched the Super Bowl and I watched the halftime show. I knew a lot of you were going to say, you know what? This stuff I'm seeing on my TV is not for my kids. <laughs> 
They did it. I knew you, it. It took them a minute. Because you got to because they still no. send it to the FCC. And yeah, FCC yeah. The, the letters and stuff. The and letters then, came out. Okay. Oh, they came out. I yeah. can't even read the best ones. No. Did you hear about the preacher dude who's suing for like $83 billion? Oh, that's for Gacy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care about that. So you got the letters from the parents. Oh, we got the letters. I was waiting because they hit Beyonce with the letters. So I was like, oh, when I was watching, oh, J-Lo and Shakira going to get some letters. As soon as I see J-Lo slide up to the camera that one time, I'm like, oh, these letters are coming. These letters are coming. A letter came from Issaquah, Washington. Quote, my family was very excited to watch the Super Bowl tonight. However, I was not prepared to explain to my 11-year-old daughter why Jennifer Lopez was dressed so scantily or why she kept grabbing her crotch. My daughter was asking if she was feeling sick from having so much skin showing. Maybe next year the NFL can warn parents the show may not be appropriate for children children, so we can have them leave the room. DeSoto, Kansas checks in. This is pretty long, but bear with me. Quote, degrading and utterly disgusting, far beyond, quote, community standards, end quote, of decency, oh, and much worse than the Jackson incident. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know where this is yeah. going. You know where this is going. Oh. We, we live in eastern Kansas but have no TV. Thus took our nine-year-old daughter to our local small-town sports bar to watch the game. You had to get in a bar? <laughs> it's Kansas. I, I'm not going to judge. She's a farm girl, so understands sex. Questions about that, but okay. Uh, but nine could, years old, but cannot understand, cannot stop asking, quote, Mama, what's all this? Totally confused, and as she emerges into young womanhood, absolutely abused. Wait, what? <laughs> totally confused and absolutely abused as she enters her young womanhood. My wife and I did what? our best to use this as an object lesson, but when half the guys in the bar are voicing their disapproval and looking down at the table, you know something is very wrong. What? Fox and perhaps Pepsi, deserve a massive and painful fine so that nobody ever tries this barf-worthy nonsense again. But it's okay for your, your daughter to watch people giving each other CTE. Okay. Wait, wait, whatever. Las Vegas, Nevada checks in. Are there any standards of public decency anymore? <laughs> in Las Vegas? Who? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's rich. <laughs> Who was responsible for enforcing decorum? Shame on Fox. Shame on the NFL, and yes, shame on the FCC. If you fail to act on the egregious display of modern Roman Coliseum-style orgy for the uh, masses. What? what? Or what is it? Asses. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Is this how we want to raise the next generation, or is it degeneration? <laughs> As, as someone who clearly watches wrestling. <laughs> I'm fed up with degenerates in our society sticking their asses in our children's faces. I Please can't. spank this bunch hard. That can't be a real letter. One thousand percent. Those, that, aren't, even, that, those aren't even the best ones. That there's there's even, ones that you probably won't allow me to read. No, I'm, I'm sure. If they look anything like the Beyonce ones, no. We we called it. We called it. I knew we it. We said the the letters are going to be fantastical on this I because knew when it. Beyonce did the first one, they went in. Well, the the Janet Jackson started. Janet Jackson's letters, yeah. yeah. There were letters for Janet. Then it was Beyonce. As yeah. I sat and I watched that, no one picked up on the metaphorical kids in cages or anything like that. All they saw were leotards and gyrating. And yeah. it was the destruction of America. Give yeah. me a break. 
Thank you, America. You guys have given me another year. Of, you don't get this. That's the thing. You probably should have got this when Maroon 5 did it. Because my man. He didn't have a shirt on. He had no shirt on. He was Tattoos out there. everywhere. Yeah. So if Adam Levine can do all that, he had less clothes on than Shakira. He did. I'm saying. He was full top exposed. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. There mm. are worse things out here. Yeah. And I won't even go into it. But people, come on. That's that. On. So, America, you guys get the Sunday dinner award for this week. Thank you. I wonder who's a performer next year. Can't wait. I hope cannot, there's more letters. Cannot wait. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another edition of the Joan Appetit Podcast. Before we sign off, there's one more thing we'd like to tell you. Our name isn't just a catchphrase. It's our wish to you every time you grab a bite to eat. So the next time you head out to your favorite restaurant, we'd like to wish you... John Appetit. to show up with coca-cola energy you're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends don't do it every time you cancel on a friend a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse do you really want that on your conscience instead grab an ice cold can of coca-cola energy with delicious coke taste and reinvigorating energy keep the unicorns alive show up every day with coca-cola energy energy you want taste you love How does one frame a masterpiece? If it's a painting, some wood and gold leaf will do. But what about a masterpiece of the edible variety? Like Boar's Head Oven Gold Turkey. Crafted from a family recipe, seasoned with savory spices and then slow roasted until it's fork tender and brimming with flavor. So, what could frame such a masterpiece? Perhaps a little bread would do. Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere.